0: Michelle Constant on SAFM. Oh, seven thirty-seven. You are with SAFM. How's it? I'm Michelle Constant, and I see that the weather is beautiful. Mogella from Bloemfontein says it's an absolutely beautiful Saturday morning, and uh, I'm sure it's beautiful where you are, no matter what the weather is. So let's try and keep things going. You know, Monday the seventeenth is phase two of uh, the vaccinations, and. Uh, for, certainly for people over 60, people, parents, grandparents, um, siblings, maybe you yourself. And I wanted to ask you, do you know anyone who registered for the vaccine for phase two who has received an SMS telling them where to go on Monday? Do you know anyone who has registered for phase two who has received an SMS, a WhatsApp, maybe a phone call, who knows, an email Anything of any nature to say this is where you go on Monday or you go next week for your vaccination. I'd love to hear from you. You're welcome to SMS us on 41391. Also WhatsApp us on oh six one four one oh four one. You can send a voice note or you can send a written note as well. We're going to go into a story about COVID and uh, it's a kind of weird, freaky story, but everything about COVID-19 is a bit weird and freaky. Apparently, fungal infections are dangerous and could be dangerous to COVID-19 patients who have severe symptoms in ICU. On the line is our guest, Professor Carleen Paul-Albertain, Associate Professor in Microbiology and known for her research, in bioactive lipids in pathogenic yeast. Professor Paul Albertan, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle.
1: Good morning to all your listeners.
0: Okay, I have to ask you to explain in absolute layman's terms what your research is about. Uh, so basically, when you think
1: of a fungal infection, um, yeah. you think of something like a toenail infection or something like a yeast infection that many women um, know very well. Yeah. But some of these uh, yeast, fungi, there's actually a handful of them that can cause what we call a systemic infection. So it goes from being something on the surface of the body to, yeah. um, into the bloodstream. And from there, it can spread to basically any organ of the body. Um, so if, if the infection goes into the body, we talk about a systemic fungal infection. And it's actually these systemic fungal infections that can be deadly. Um, There's very few things that you can actually give to a patient that can treat these fungal infections, um, similar to antibiotics that you would give to bacterial infections, but where you have hundreds of different antibiotics that you can give, there's actually only four groups of antifungals that you can give, Um, and a lot of the uh, fungi are actually also becoming resistant to this limited amount of drugs that we can give to patients.
0: So so let me just try and understand this. Because COVID does uh, in many ways affect your immune system, causes mm-hmm. changes in your immune system, this would be one of the reasons why a fungal infection may uh, internalize, if that's the way to describe it, as opposed to simply being something on your skin, or yeah. your toenail, et cetera. Um, That's true. So the moment that you put something like a
1: ventilator or a catheter or anything of that nature into a patient, you increase the risk of a fungus going in with that surface that you're basically inserting. Um, A lot of the fungi are also in the air, so you would breathe them in, and there's nothing that you can do to stop that. So if your immune system is fine, it fights those fungal spores and you don't become sick necessarily. But because of covid Um, And especially in patients that are very ill and have comorbidities, uh, things like diabetes, for instance, where there's changes in your blood sugar level that um, the fungus actually likes. So it likes sugar. So the moment that there's a lot of sugar in the environment, it will start to take that up. So it it ends up in your bloodstream through maybe a, a catheter that was inserted. Um, or a drip or something of that nature, then um, because of the changes that COVID actually causes in your blood sugar levels as well as in your immune system, um, the fungus will just start growing and spreading to different organs.
0: Prof, um, we're going to try and call you back because the line is really creaky. It sounds like uh, you're uh, going through a major, major breakup or crack-up. So let's call you back and see if we can improve that at SAFM Radio and at Mish Constant on SAFM. You are with SAFM. We're talking to Professor Carleen Paul-Albertain. She's an Associate Professor in Microbiology, and we are looking at the fact that fungal infections might be dangerous to COVID patients who are um, compromised with severe symptoms or maybe in ICU. Uh, Prof, certainly one of the issues, I suppose, here is that If you are trying to uh, medicate someone for COVID, it may be a different kind of medication and indeed one that could support fungal infections. Um, Yes, Michelle, I hope you can hear me now. Yeah, perfectly. Um, The the one
1: issue that we are a little bit concerned about at the moment and that um, more research actually needs to be done is the whole issue of corticosteroids, for instance. So we've all heard about um, dexamethasone, that... um, is, is approved for treatment for patients. And that is perfectly fine because it does um, inhibit the inflammation that is caused by COVID. But uh, corticosteroids are actually something that stimulates fungal growth. So potentially, and um, there's not really enough research at this stage or data at this stage available to to say definitely, But but corticosteroid use in other patients has been found to be a risk factor for fungal infections. Um, so it's sort of like a, a combination of ideal circumstances for the fungus. You have people that are immune compromised because of the of the virus. Then you have people that are treated with things that the fungus likes. And you also have this increase in blood sugar levels. And one of the big risk factors for fungal infection is um, prolonged stay in ICU. And we know that the COVID-19 patients that are severely ill actually on average stay longer in ICU than um, is sort of the norm for people in general. So it, it has the potential of really becoming a problem. And then the other issue is that patients in general are not routinely screened or, or um, surveyed for fungal infection so because the symptoms of fungal infection is not very specific, it's general things like fever and headache and so on, um, you might not pick it up early enough to actually be able to treat the patient effectively.
0: So very briefly, what can we do to protect ourselves?
1: The most important thing is to get vaccinated. Um, the vaccine doesn't help for the fungal infection, but it prevents you from ending up in ICU. Um, That is the most important thing that that can be done at the moment. And then in hospitals, um, the obvious things are to do the proper disinfection, your infection control that should be in place in a hospital.
0: That is none other than Professor Carleen Paul-Albertain, Associate Professor in Microbiology. So get vaccinated. But here's our question, is when will we get vaccinated? We've been told that Monday the 17th is phase two of vaccination, uh, the vaccination process for anyone over 60, also healthcare workers. Um, It could be for parents, grandparents, sibling, yourself, if you're over 60. And I've said to you, Um, do you know of anyone who registered who has now received a message saying where and when they will get vaccinated? So Mojela says, I must salute our government with this COVID-19 registration for over 60 years citizens. On Tuesday, I registered both my parents and also their neighbor. And the confirmation of registration was within two minutes. And I wish we could assist our grannies in our neighborhood. They really, really deserve this. So Mojela, I absolutely agree with you. My question to you, though, is have you sub Subsequently heard post the registration online as to when you will be getting vaccinated, not you, but uh, your family members. Someone else says retirement homes will be the focus in the Western Cape over the next three weeks. After this process, the rest will receive SMS's ray vaccination. So I'm asking you is have you known of someone who has received an SMS clarifying the date? the time etc if you are over 60 when you will be getting vaccinated it's 748